Hello, Pastor Steve Aldrin with Biblical Archaeology Today, and I am so grateful you're here with us, and I'm very thankful to be your host. We're on studylight.org looking at the ancient text of the New Testament in an attempt to look and sort out the available manuscripts and see if there's any way to come up with manuscript families. And so this is a very important part of archaeology, obviously, the Dead Sea Scrolls, which we've done numerous podcasts on, would be, you know, the most famous, probably, of the manuscript finds, and they're still finding things in the Dead Sea area. But we've done many podcasts on uh, other manuscript finds as well. So let's look at this important history. Thanks for being here. Again, studylight.org, great, great website. And so it begins with a uh, textual critic, Matthai, very famous, popular. Matthai repudiated the whole system of recensions as useless and absurd. You know, do you have a Western Caesarean, on and on. We question whether he was warranted by learning, penetration, or judgment, which I misspelled that here, to use the contemptuous language which he applied. His industry in collating manuscripts and editing their text was praiseworthy, but he had not the genius to construct a good text out of the materials within his reach. He overestimated the Mos- his Moscow codices and looked on Greisbeck's merits with envious eye. And, you know, in all forms of science, whether you're talking about Darwinian or whatever, boy, there's a lot of humanity there. Hence, his diatribe on recension shows more ardent zeal than discretion. What sentence... Uh, what sentence can show the spirit of the man better than this? Griesbeck has been hammering, filing, and polishing for 30 years at his masterpiece of uncriticism, unbelief, and irreligiousness in Simler's recension manufactory. So he's saying uh, Griesbeck is an unbeliever, and so is Simler, and there may be kernels of truth in that. Um, similar, especially that accommodation theory is terrible, which we talked about a few podcasts back. Professor Lee employed language equally strong with Matthai's, but not so scurrilous, though in the same tendency. And uh, it goes into a very long Latin uh, diatribe, which I'm not going to repeat. I studied Latin. Latin's a dead, dead language. As dead as dead can be. Killed the ancient Romans, and that's killing me. That was our motto for learning Latin. Neither is sufficiently imminent to be justified in the employment of phraseology from which masters in criticism, like Griesbeck, would refrain. Here the veteran scholar, in his last publication, speaking of hug, and again, it's all in... Latin, it looks like. The preceding observations will help to account for the varying themes of different critics. They say I'm American, only know one language, but anyhow. Some may look for greater exactness and nicety than others. Hence, they will make more families of documents. Others with less acuteness or ingenuity will rest satisfied with classes more strongly marked by the number of materials they embrace or the breadth of territory over which they were supposed to circulate. 
there's no possibility of arriving at precision. And really, Bergan showed that. He showed just between, let's say, the two primary manuscripts people use, Vaticanus and Sinaiticus, and all the massive issues with them, um, that they didn't agree amongst themselves. And then you throw Alex Dryness, which is a third one people use, and there was just no agreement. I mean, thousands in each book of the Gospels of disagreement. And uh, Mormon has another great book on that. There is no possibility at revive, arriving at precision. The commingling of readings has obliterated many peculiarities in the progress of time, though enough has been left to form the basis of rough classification. It is more difficult to classify the ancient versions, such as the Bishito Syriac, because their texts have suffered frequent interpolations and changes. In the quotations of the fathers, we must make allowance for uh, memoriter citation without expecting great care attachment to the letter. And basically, that's a targum. It's where you paraphrase. I mean, and people do that all the time. We don't quote scripture specifically. We give the sense or the meaning. Greisbach, however, denies that Origen quoted from memory, and none has investigated the citations of Alexandrian father with equal labor, but the state of his commentaries is far from being what we should wish, and the original is often lost or corrupted. So he's saying Origen actually had copies of the Bible in front of him and would always look it up. So we're going to stop there and God willing end tomorrow, and part of the ending is going to give a lot of uh, phenomenal resources, unfortunately, in their various languages, but occasionally some of these have been translated possibly into English. But I think you will appreciate the breadth of, of uh, scholarship that they employed in writing this article. So God bless you. Thanks for being with us. Join us daily. We'll talk with you later. Bye-bye.